How might the recent rise in interest rates affect your mortgage? Welcome back to the Mortgages, Money and More podcast. I'm Grace Gelton, Principal of the Sales Financial Group. And this week's podcast is on the back of the recent interest rate rise. And who better to get onto a podcast and talk about that than mortgage broker and mortgage expert, Martin Ann. Welcome to the podcast, Marty. How are you? Thanks, uh, Glad to be here. I'm good, thank you. Just uh, oh, getting ready to start off Monday and talk to people about interest rate raises. No, absolutely. Well, what an exciting way to kick off the week. But uh, yeah, all good. And first of all, thank you for this is your first time you've been on the Mortgages Money and More podcast. So thank you for agreeing to being on this podcast for the, for the first time. My pleasure. First of many, hopefully. Definitely. It will be the first of many. So what I want to do is just obviously with the recent interest rate rises and there has been quite a few so far this year. I just wanted to get you onto the podcast, Marty, and just for you and I to talk about the recent interest rate rises. And more importantly, what does that mean to mortgage customers and people that are out there with mortgages? Because what I always find with everything that there's a lot of the media hype around things that are changing, interest rates, and it is really sort of built up around, and there's a lot of scaremongering going on and things like that, and people panicking about this, which is for certain people, absolutely, it's understandable that they need to be considering these sorts of and talking about these things and looking about these, the, looking at these sort of things. However, I just wanted to get you onto the podcast so you and I could talk honest reaction to the recent interest rate rises. So, um, so yeah. So, just first of all, do you want to just introduce yourself? Sure. So uh, my name is Marty Nan. I am an experienced mortgage and protection advisor. I've been doing this a long time. Um, and I work with Craig, obviously, and I, you know, help my clients do whatever they need to do, whether it's buying a home. You know, in this instance, we'll be talking about interest rates. So it's reviewing mortgages, which is so important. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I've been in banking a long time. I've been in financial services a long time. I've seen these interest rates go up. I've seen them go down. And now it looks like I'm seeing them going back up again. And that's why we're on this podcast because they are going back up again. So, oh. so what what happened? So, a couple of weeks ago, Marte interest rates rose to one percent. Is that like the fourth time this year that the interest rates have risen? Yeah, I believe so. In the last six months or so, I think you know we've went from zero point two five up to one percent. Which, in the grand scheme of things, you know, when you're talking percentages, it doesn't sound that much, but when you apply these percentages to you know people's bills people's monthly bills um it can be a staggering amount you know you're on one hand you've nothing has changed for somebody they've got the same thing that they've had for the last year but yet now in the last couple of months they're suddenly paying four times more or an increase uh, that they they weren't paying before so it's it's quite shocking i think yeah definitely do you want to first of all let's look at people that it doesn't affect. So the interest rate rises, base rate from the Bank of England rises recently. There is a lot of mortgage clients out there that it won't affect today. It might affect them in the future, absolutely. But today, who are the people that it won't affect with the recent rate increases? Well, I was thinking about this, actually. And, you know, all these fixed rate customers, we're talking about people that are on fixed rates. They know what they're paying. They know when their expiry date is. And they know that no matter what happens with the base rate or a lender's rate, those people are safe and they're protected. And they know their payment's not going to change. But I was also thinking you have to apply a long-term 
thought process to this. You know, these people start, they need to start looking at their own situation. Maybe it won't affect them today, but when are you actually expiring on your fixed rate? Is it going to be in six months? Is it going to be in a year? What's going to happen with interest rates at that time? You know, I know we don't like to comment on where interest rates can go, but if they have been going up and they continue to go up, how is that going to affect those fixed rate customers in the future? It's a, it's a great point because, like I say, it's okay to say to people or people have that mindset, well, it's fine, I'm fixed for two years, five years, this is not going to affect me, I don't have to worry about these sort of things, which is technically true today, but long-term future that they do they are going to have to worry about it and they do need to be aware of it certainly i think in terms of time scales and we'll probably come on to this but if my fixed rate is going to not ending for the next three years or so i don't have to worry about it now just six months before my fixed rate is going to come to an end but if my fixed rate like we're recording this podcast this podcast is coming out um middle of may my I don't know whether your comments will be the same, but my my thought would be if your initial interest rate, your fixed rate, whatever you want to call it, is coming into an end in 2022, you need to be looking at it right now. Is that a fair time scale? I, I actually, yes, it is, but I would take it a little bit further. If I was a fixed rate customer, this situation would be a little bit worrying to me. You know, what's going to happen, regardless of whether it's five years, three years, two years, I would be curious about what's going to happen. I know not everybody has the same kind of passion that we have for looking after people and, you know, making sure that they're always on the right deal. But I would still be curious about what will happen after my fixed rate ends. And I think fixed rate people tend to just sort of, yeah, I've got that rate. I'll leave it alone until I need to leave it alone. But if my fixed rate was expiring in the next within the next year, I, I don't think it would hurt to have a conversation with somebody and figure out, what would be my options? You know, you can start that ball at any time. You don't necessarily have to do anything until maybe six months before the expiry, but it's worth considering now maybe, okay, where will interest rates be in 12 months? And could I potentially secure a better deal now? And maybe I would have to pay a fee, but is it worth paying that fee to get a longer term security? Maybe I, I could do a five-year rate now and it might be worth it to pay a fee. And I think the only way to do that is to, you know, let a, an experienced mortgage advisor try and figure it out and give you the options and see if you have got options at the end of your 12 months. Good point. And I think, like I said, I never, without being prepared, it's always about, for me, making sure that it's something that you don't bury your head in the sand about and you're fully prepared for what's going to happen. So if you're starting to look at it a year before, then at least then you know you're getting things in place and it's one less thing for you to to worry about. But certainly you need to be if your remortgages, your deal is coming to an end within the next six months, you need to act now. Yes. De definitely. That's what from what you're saying, that's what you're saying. But if it's after it's longer than that from six to twelve, then you start need to start the conversations and the ball rolling in regards to yeah. looking at what's out there. Absolutely. I actually will talk to people about doing things at six months because there's a kind of a bonus to doing this so let's say somebody arranges their mortgage and they've got it locked in they have their offer document they're good to go now you have six months of freedom to wait and make sure that you're protected if an interest rate happens to go down jackpot you can actually put it down i don't think people understand that you know we can make these changes you can benefit from a reduction you just have to contact your mortgage advisor but if the interest rate happens to go up 
then you have that protection. You have that offer document. It doesn't matter what happens if the interest rates go up. You're protected. You have a lender that says we will give you that amount of money on that interest rate. And it's going to that that protection will last for six months. So you absolutely take advantage of the maximum time and lock things in so that, you know, at the whenever your fixed rate deal expires, you're landed. Great point. Absolutely fantastic point. And so we've, we've looked at people that are on fixed rate mortgages and you need to be aware of your end dates and things like that. When we look at the other products, and we're going to talk about those, but the other, you either get fixed rate mortgages, you then have discounted tracker ones. If I'm on a discounted rate or a tracker rate, is that should I be aware of what's happening with the the base rate and and is that going to affect my mortgage, Marty? On a discount rate to a lesser extent, but um, when we compare this to a tracker, it has a more immediate impact. You know, I don't know any lender that has the ability to increase an interest rate and make more money. Of course, they're going to sniff that up. Changes to mortgages can take place within days which means that your mortgage payment could change within days and probably your next actual monthly payment will be higher. So those are the people that absolutely should be reaching out and saying, let's have a chat about this. What do I do? What can I do here? I'm worried. I want to do something about this. Those are the people that are going to be affected and we need to help those people. Again, good point, because I think with regards to people that are on those products, you are going to, I'm sat here as a, as a customer with a tracker or a discount, I said, well, t- take tracker as an example, then I'm going to speak to you and you're going to look at what's best for me. It's either like at the moment, still sticking with my original tracker or discounted could still be the right thing to do right this second based on what's happening in the markets and compared to what's out there from a, a fixed point of view. But I'm only way I'm going to know that is by speaking to somebody like you. Somebody could be on a tracker and they're on it for a particular reason. Maybe they like the flexible overpayments option. They don't want to be you know, constrained by a, a 10% limit on a, a, an overpayment. But forget about the features and the benefits of the tracker rate. Is it actually the best rate? You know, Have there been changes to tracker rates that you could find yourself in a better position? And as you say, the only way to know that is to review your mortgage. It costs nothing to have a conversation with somebody and figure out if you're actually on the best deal for you at the best time. It just needs somebody, you need to reach out and ask those questions and then somebody will help, a mortgage advisor will help. So when we're looking at this, fixed rate, if I'm on a fixed and it's beyond a year, I'm aware, but I don't really do anything right now. Within a year to six months, I need to be aware, but start to putting things in place and reaching out to a broker. If my fixed rates come into end within the next six months, I need to do something right now and speak to a broker. Trackers discounted. You might not, you certainly need to do something by, like you said, speaking to someone like yourself who doesn't cost anything to have a review and look at the difference between what they're going to be, what they could fix it at compared to the, the tracker and the discounted. Absolutely. So I'm getting, I'm fully understanding with this, Marty, where my, if I'm in this position, what I need to do. So the last, so we've looked at fixed, we've looked at tracker, discounted. The last one, which is the one that gets talked about most on the media, is standard variable rate or SVR. So do you want to just give a brief explanation of what an SVR, what standard variable rate or SVR is, please? Sure. Um, I'll put it in common terms. SVR is the Voldemort 
of the mortgage industry. I, it's the bane of my existence. So at the end of your fixed rate term, at the end of a potential term tracker, and at the end of a discounted rate term, then your lender will put you on a standard variable rate, which is typically higher than any other rate that they have. They will contact you once and say, you know, on X date at the end of May, your current rate is expiring, your new rate will be this. That is entirely at the lender's behest. They can set that rate for whatever they want at any time. They don't have to link it to the base rate in terms of changes. So it can go up and it can go down. But you're at the you're at a lender's mercy if you're on a standard variable rate. There are rates out there at the minute. I've actually completed one recently where a rate was just a shade under 5%, which is crazy. You know, and the new interest rate that we were able to get for the customer was, I believe, don't quote me on it, it was so somewhere around two and a half percent. So wow. that's a massive difference. And that customer had been on that standard variable rate for six years. Wow. Six wow. years. Why of paying you... something that they absolutely did not need to pay. And that, uh, you know, a lender was looking at that and sitting back in a comfy chair and rubbing their hands like Ebenezer Scrooge in a Christmas carol. It's just, it, it horrifies me. But people don't know. And this is why we do things like this, is to get that message out there that we want to help. We want to make your position better for you. I want to save people money. It's as simple as that. Why do you think people are on the SVR? Why do people bury their head in the sand and don't look at reviewing the mortgage, do you think? Um, I think there's a tinge of apathy. You know, people sort of, they get a bit indifferent to actually wanting to do something with it. I'll, I'll give you an example of that case that I had. These people didn't think they could do anything better. Um, because they hadn't reached out to find out if they could do something better. They were worried about their financial position. Oh, we don't have this document. We don't have that document. I don't know any lender that will do something for us. My house isn't worth what I think it's worth, even though they haven't had a valuation in 15 years. You know, there's all these different factors that are, they just evaporate as part of a mortgage application. So people are worried about things that aren't necessarily things to be worried about. And then they do nothing. They, as you said, they bury their head in the sand, and they just kind of sit there and take it. Which is that's the sad part of this. Do you think that's down to the fact that they had probably a bad experience when they bought the house in the first place and um, got the first mortgage? Do you, do you think that tends to happen? Possibly. Um, you know, it depends on what happened at that time. Maybe they they didn't appreciate the application process. You know, it can be quite daunting for people. Um, you're sort of handing over your life to somebody that you may not know and asking them to put you in a better position. And it's it's kind of an, an unnerving experience for them. This could be first-time buyers that didn't know what their options were. There are people out there that don't know that you can change your mortgage, you know, that they think, okay, I've got a great deal. You know, when you sign up, it's like an insurance product. You get 10% discount whenever you sign up. But then after that, your premium goes up and up and up. There are people out there that don't know that they've got the option to go on a different mortgage deal at the end of their term. They just, it's uninformed, unfortunately. And that's why we're here. We need to do something about that. No, it definitely is. I think given that the amount of people, what people do with regards to gas, electric, switching that when the deal comes to an end or the mobile phone or the car insurance or the pet insurance, all those things that they review at the end of when their initial deal but they forget about the mortgage side of things, which is, like you say, it is 
the bane of your life. It is frustrating, but that's a, it's an, it's not a an angry, nasty frustration. It's just because you've got a desire to help people get off the standard variable rate or the SVR and secure themselves a better deal by paying a better interest rate than what they've got on the, the standard variable rate. I think the thing is as well is that I've sort of seen it recently where because of the rise in house price over the last two and a half years because of the, the pandemic and how we, what we've seen in the minute, 10% this year so far, is that the latest stat that came out, Mark? Yeah, 10%. Yeah. So people that couldn't remortgage and get off the SVR two or three years ago could they still need to review it? And I think it's that's one of the messages that and one of the things that I'm seeing is that oh, I tried to remortgage five years ago and couldn't do anything. And so that's it now. We're just on this rate forever. And no, it's not. You can still review because your house price has gone up, your circumstances might have changed, you pay you owing less on the mortgage, kind of thing. So there's a lot of things that will have changed. And so I certainly think that people need to be reviewing the mortgage annually, really, with regards to what they're doing and, and what they're on and why they're doing it. Certainly if they're on the SVR, they need to be constantly, I'm saying constantly, they probably need to be reviewing that slightly more often. But I think it's just because they people need, have had to know before. Can I interrupt like, you a second? Yeah, yeah. If they're on SVR, you need to review it today. There's no waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, waste, you're wasting money. You're giving money to somebody that you could be doing something with. Yeah. Sorry, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, do it now. But I mean, if you've got a yeah. note today, still review it in a, in a year's time, six months' time, Definitely, because your circumstances yeah. change. So, yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I was saying that absolutely. If you're on SVR, you need to look at that right now. Even if you, but my point was, like, if you've been told no six months ago or a year ago that you couldn't remortgage, you still need to be looking at reviewing it periodically because then your circumstances change, house price change, you pay more for mortgage, which could mean that you're in that lower threshold with the loan to value, which means then you've got, you can actually switch products. The, the other thing about it is what does it, I know we talked about it briefly there. What does it cost to review your mortgage? Can you spare 90 minutes once a year, once every two years? You know, people will spend hours on various comparison websites to save a pound on their yeah. mobile phone bill. Yeah. Can you, can you spare 90 minutes every couple of years or every 12 months to make sure that you might not save hundreds of pounds. I, I, I don't get I don't get it. Uh, again, I think there's a little bit of apathy and indifference towards doing it, but that's why you know brokers like myself exist. We we want to do that for people. We want to help and try and make their financial positions better. I think that's it, Mark. It's clearly coming across from your point of view that it's you want you genuine need and genuinely want to help people get off the standard variable rate and secure themselves a better deal and who wouldn't want to be like you say you do everything you can to save a pound or two pound five month on five pound a month on your utilities or your pet insurance car insurance when you sit down and look at your outgoings number one for most most people on the list of the most costly outgoing a month yeah. is the mortgage so it's something yeah. you have to review yeah absolutely um as you said it's it's an easy process you just have to put your faith in somebody else I mean, I talk to clients and I, I will tell people, I tell clients this, I don't care what mortgage they do. I don't care what your term is. I don't care how much you want to pay. It means nothing to me. I just want to make sure that what you do is right for you at that time. You know, I have I have no loyalty to any particular lender. 
I have no loyalty to any type of interest rate. But when we have a conversation, your loyalties and your preferences will come out in that. And then we will find something that suits that, fingers crossed, will be better than what people are on at the minute. I totally agree with you. I think the thing is what just doing something makes such a difference for, for people in terms of their lives, their monthly outgoings, what they can afford to do, what they can't afford to do. Just by reaching out and speaking to somebody like yourself could make a, a massive, massive difference to them. And also as well, because one thing I just wanted to touch on was just to explain when your deal comes to an end, do you want to just explain what a product transfer is, Marty, and what you should do when you get that letter from your current mortgage provider when your deal's coming to an end? Well, what you should do is get in touch with me straight away. <laughs> yeah, we know that, absolutely. From a technical point of view, so a product transfer is whenever you, you maybe you want to stay with your existing lender. You know, I, I was on this interest rate, and now I want to go on this interest rate. Um, so you're staying within your existing lender. You might not be doing a full remortgage process. But generally, three months before the expiry of an existing interest rate, your current lender will write to you, um, and they will tell you that your rate is coming to an expiry. They may give you a list of options about what you can do um, and probably will ask you to get in touch so that they can arrange something better for you. But you need to understand that that might not be the best thing for you. That's one lender. There are a lot more than one lender. I think one point that we haven't gone into a bit more depth about and one thing that you said earlier in the podcast was the only right outs are the ones. They don't keep chasing you saying you need to move mm -hmm. from your SVR and move it on to you need to secure your new product. They send you one letter out and then that's it. It's your responsibility to them. They've done their responsibility. They've handed it over to you and said, right, you need to now do something to change and not be on the SVR. And like I say, at that point, for me and for the clients, and like what you said right at the beginning of the moment, we just asked you that question is, you've got to be reaching out to, like yourself, who a mortgage broker who will look at, yep, this is what your current lender's offering. This is looking at the rest of the market. And you will compare that. And then the worst could happen is actually, do you know what? It is best to stay with your existing lender, and I'll do it for you, and I'll sort it all out, and I won't charge you a fee. Or... I'll look at the rest of the market and look where they're consuming. So really, you've got peace of mind as a client that you've sat down with somebody virtually on the phone or whatever and gone, do you know what, this is what I've been offered. Yep, this is how it compares to this. This is the difference in monthly payments over the next two, five years or 25 years or whatever. This is what it's going to save you on, on your interest. What's the And you're going to be giving up advice to that client at that stage based on what that's, those circumstances are. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's important for people to know that product transfer, while potentially easier, you know, it's a, it's a paperwork job. Um, we still have to go through some motions and make sure that somebody is looked after in the right way. But it's potentially a lot easier than doing a full remortgage application. But it's all about looking at your options. You know, you can just do that product transfer because you've done it five times in the last 10 years or whatever it might be, and it is easier and you know what you're doing. But how do you know that there aren't better options out there than that product transfer for you? Um, you have to compare it and look at the other lenders and see what's the best deal. And the best way to look at lots of different lenders at one time is to go through a mortgage advisor who can actually do that for you. 
save you a lot of time. Imagine going, imagine you went to review your mortgage and you went through the lender's websites one by one. You know, I'll give you a list of 60 different lenders and you go through those websites one by one every night. Even if you're doing one a night, that's 60 nights, that's going to take you two months. So now before you start your application, which takes an, maybe approximately two months to complete a remortgage, now you're already, by the time this finishes, you're a month into a standard variable rate. There's some maths and some technical stuff as well at the same time. And, and you would have lost the will to live probably about the third attempt. By the time you got to number three, you'd be sort of, do you know what, I'm done with this now and let me just sort of find somebody that can look after this for me. That's exactly it. Imagine having the luxury of finding somebody that says, I will do this for you. You sit back and relax and watch whatever is new this week on Netflix and let somebody else do that for you. All you have to do is agree to things whenever we go through it and you make sure that you're comfortable with everything and that it suits what you want to do. And then we'll we'll move forward with it, whether it's a product transfer or a remortgage. Marty, have we, is there anything we've not talked about with regards to the, the recent rise in interest rates? Any, anything that we've missed off? Um, there's probably quite a lot, Craig, but it's you know there's there's so much to talk about. Um, I am really passionate about this. I I want people to look after themselves. I want to be involved in helping them look after themselves. People need to reach out and do something because. You know, as you said, you get one chance from a lender, you get one notification. And if you don't open that letter, then, you know, you're screwed. There's, I think there's a lot more to come, potentially from interest rates. I think the market is going to fluctuate. So it's it's interesting to see where it's going to go. It's a good time to be part of this because it makes things interesting. But, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a interesting future. Excellent. So I think the, the take on it from me and just recapping from what you said, Marty, is that if I'm on a fixed rate and it's got more than six months to go, be aware about only uh, more than 12 months, sorry, get that right. So more than 12 months left to go, be aware, but there's nothing I need to worry about right this second. If you've got less than a, a year to six months free interest rate before it expires, you need to start being prepared, being aware and start to reaching out and starting to turn those cogs. If you're six months or less, you need to do something about it right now. If your deal's coming to end, whether that's a discounted tracker, fixed rate, you need to, to look at that now. And then lastly, if I'm on an SVR, get it reviewed. Reach out to you, reach out to a mortgage broker, get it reviewed and look at what options out there and look at how much money you could save per month potentially based on what you're paying now compared to the new deal that you could secure. Is that fair summary, Maya? Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. Brilliant. My... Thank you very much for your time. Hopefully, your first time on the Mortgage and Money and More podcast wasn't too painful for you. So, but thanks very much for your time to coming on. Yeah, most welcome, Craig. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. No problem. And I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast pretty soon, talking about more interesting topics with regards to mortgages. But from today, mate, brilliant. Thanks ever so much for your time. Thanks, Craig. <laughs>